Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Sarah Cavanaugh. So first, let me thank you, Sarah, for joining us today to share your experiences and your personal story and all of your ideas. I'm mm, excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. So we'll dive right in. Um, I mean, obviously, I know you and so many people know you, but I would love to learn a little bit more about you. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be your education, your occupation, your personal history, what you do for the community or the industry, whatever it is. What do you want to share? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I guess I've just been in the industry forever now. I started working um, my way through college in a restaurant as a server and a bartender. And then I managed restaurants. And then I think one interesting thing about me that probably not everybody knows is that um, I was living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. And after college, I moved to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, A few of my friends moved there as well. And at the time I was managing a restaurant and uh, I just, I kind of looked around at my situation and what was going on in my life. And I had recently been divorced um, and I thought to myself, well, what the heck am I doing in Ohio? At this point, my family was spread out all over the country. And I thought, I could go, I'm single. I don't have children. I can go anywhere in the world that I want to. And so I literally um, just up and moved to Chicago with no job, no contacts, no money, no nothing. Oh my God. And, that's uh, such an expensive city to move to on a whim. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I should have thought about that a little bit more, but it turned out <laughs> very well for me. Um, yeah. Because that's where, I mean, I, I literally, the first job I could get was a receptionist at a country club. And I did that for a while until I started working for Rosebud Restaurants, which is okay. a Chicago. I'm familiar chain. with that group. Yeah. 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 A yeah. um, little bit of a toxic environment. Um, it was really weird. Uh, but I, I learned a lot, a different side of the, the restaurant industry. And then I was trolling the National Restaurant Association's website for jobs. Mm-hmm. And I saw this interesting job with Morton's The Steakhouse, which I had always loved. And it was for a, uh, a corporate beverage manager position. And I was like, well, I'm totally not qualified for this, but I'm going to send my resume in anyways. And, you know, interview after interview, all of a sudden I found myself, I had the job and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And that's awesome. Yeah. It was there that I was like, okay, this move was good and everything was going to be okay. Um, And it just kind of rolled from there. So I think that's probably one of the more interesting things about me that people know. Absolutely. I agree. Because I didn't know that for one, (laughs) but how many locations did they have at the time? At the time, they had about 100. Wow. Oh, my yeah. God. That's a really big job. Yeah. And it was, it was. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people know Tyler Fields. Um, oh, yeah. Who's with Landry's now. He Great was my guy. boss at the time. And he was trying to do all this by himself from West Palm Beach with the corporate office being in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so they just decided they needed somebody 
at the office. And so I was the lucky one that, that got the job. And it was interesting. I don't know if anybody has ever like waited tables before, but when you first start waiting tables, you know, you get your two top and you can handle your two top and then you get your four top and you can handle your four top. And then you get a six top and then you get an eight top and then you get yeah. a 10 top. And then you're like, oh, okay, it's just two more people. It's just two more people. I can handle it. 10 tops, just two more people. I can handle it. And that's kind of the mindset I took with um, dealing with the hundred restaurants was that, okay, it's just scalable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not different. Don't be afraid of it. Just, it's just a scalable thing that you just have to do. And so yeah, I loved working there. Um, and we have a uh, Morton's alumni Facebook page. That's a private group that we keep in touch with everybody. So it was a great awesome. experience. Yeah. Well, it's a great concept. And I can't imagine how you felt with getting offered the position and feeling like you weren't as experienced as you wanted yourself to be interviewing for it like that's a Mm -hmm. huge win like that's an epic career altering win well yeah I'd never worked for a corporation before either and um it's funny I was just talking to one of our one of our mutual friends the other day who is just uh kind of just struggling you know just had a had to chat and one of the things that she was struggling with and it was something that I had always struggled with at Morton's was, am I good enough to do this job? Imposter syndrome. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's I know great... it well. Yeah. <laughs> I think many of us do. Yeah. It's such a bummer. Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Of course you're good enough to do the job. I think um, it's conditioning, but... honestly, <laughs> conditioning yeah, from a very a great... early age. Yeah. It's, it's such a great thing that for some odd reason you don't think you're worthy of it and I think that's um you know that's something that everybody goes through and I think from Mm -hmm. a female perspective that's where um we can be a little bit more vulnerable and reach out Mm -hmm. to our female friends and say hey I'm, I'm going through this help me out um because just a little conversation is can really help just push through that I've not absolutely I agree that resonates with me like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what made you um, decide to pursue this from going from front of house service to corporate? Like what, how did you find that inspiration that this is a path you wanted to follow? Oh, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, like I said, I, I, I was like, I'm not qualified for this whatsoever, but I'm going to do it. But, you know, um, fortunately, the environment there was very um, supportive and it was really Tyler who he wanted to um, get everybody, all the managers in charge of the wine programs um, certified as intro sommelier. And, you know, we had talked through it and I was like, well, you know, I can't. Um, have them all do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, so, you know, I'll take the exam. So took it, passed it. It was just nerve wracking. Um, yeah, I yeah. can't imagine. I'm afraid of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it'll take your breath away. Um, but yeah. then, you know, he was like, okay, go take the certified sommelier exam and then go take the certified specialist of wine exam and go take the advanced mixologist exam. And so he and Morton's were very, um, financially and um, emotionally supportive of all of that. And so that's where I really started to think about things 
on a bigger um, level um, as opposed to just like one restaurant or an independent restaurant. Um, And yeah, that's that's, that's really where it all started. That's, that's really awesome. And shout out to Tyler Field for being the kind of boss that promotes education and Mm self-growth and professional growth. That's wonderful because we all need that person in our lives at different stages in our career development oh for sure and that's fantastic because I've always thought he was a great guy but I never knew this oh yeah now my opinion of him has escalated just a little bit further but you know it's cool funny when I left and I I went to Brinker after they sold Tilly Andres and I had a couple Mm -hmm. of uh, people reporting to me and uh, I remember sending him an email one day and saying, first of all, I want to apologize for all the crap I put you through. <laughs> because now I know what it's like, you know, to have like bullheaded people working with you and wanting yeah. to go one way, but do you want them to go the other way? Um, you know, and I had asked him for some advice on some things. And, uh, you know, I think one of the main takeaways from that conversation was always just don't send an email while you're mad. Just take a deep breath. <laughs> and don't send an email while you're mad and so that that's was really good advice stage final advice to me <laughs> as i moved on through the industry but uh, it served me yeah. well that's awesome i've i've seriously i've done that so many times where i'm just like no i'm not gonna sleep on this i'm gonna send it right now. i know no because always it... never never a good choice in hindsight <laughs> always <laughs> always a mistake i've had to own up to in the light of day mm-hmm. um but, you know, often we have those situations where you're like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. No, I'm not staying silent. This isn't okay. This isn't okay. And then you're like, yeah. And then the next day you're like, oh, God, it's such a dick. I know. But that's a great thing that he managed to teach you that. Did he teach you that before or after you'd made the mistake on your own? Um, Probably after. Can <laughs> I assume yeah. after? Um. Yeah, so it was, it was interesting, for sure. Well, that's, yeah, and that's one of those lessons. You really don't learn until you've done it, mm-hmm. and you've had the experience, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. now I see why people say sleep on it. Okay. Yeah. But, Lesson learned the hard way. Got to do it the hard though, way. Exactly. But I got to tell you, though, there is some, like, satisfaction in owning that and then going back to the person and yeah. saying, hey, listen, I was totally out of scope on that and I apologize. And, you know, that just yeah. like, I messed up. That's it, you know? Yeah. Um, but so there is some satisfaction in that that is. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, there's a, that's a growth opportunity and there's so much beauty in that. Mm. And learning how to eat your crow <laughs> without any you know, condiments is one of the best learning tools. You can is, have. Oh God, I've eaten so much crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. I think this is why we get along so well because yeah, I've, I've, I've eaten several crows. Uh-huh. So I wonder if you have, um, because I know like you went on to Brinker, you went on to Fogo, you went on to Daily Grill, like you have done so many things and every single turn you took, was a departure from what you were doing mm-hmm. and you took your like established skill set and then evolved it further. I mean, you are a perfect example of somebody who's never stopped learning, growing and developing, even though you reached a pinnacle multiple times. 
And I think that that's really admirable. And that's one of the things that I find so admirable about you. But I'm wondering if you have an example of a negative time or a negative experience that you now recall as a positive experience or a growth opportunity that's kind of changed and evolved the way you handle things. Oh, yeah. I think most recently. Um, I think you and I were just talking about this the other day. Is just that, <coughs> you know, this resiliency that we all need to have, especially right now with the COVID and everything, and finding a, a sense of calm in what you can do but you know and I was with grill concepts and, and daily grill for a, a hot minute until um they the they're just having some financial issues anyways um once that happened I was like okay well what do I want to do with my life now I'm 49 years old yeah. I'm not afraid to say that because I'm fabulous um there Yes, you are. And there's power in owning your age. Oh, for sure. For sure there is. Yeah. But I think it was just time for me to like reassess everything and what it is that I want out of life. And, you know, it's, it's so it's, you know, I think there's times in your lives where you're different. You're like when you're in your 30s, you're driven, you want to be the vice president, you want to do this, you want to do that. And then I think you kind of transition into this, okay, what it, what is it that I really, truly want? And that was something that I've been going through these past few months uh, since January. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit and, you know, it's, there's just yeah. so much uncertainty right now. But I think, um, you know, once you can reflect upon the, the, what really mean, and so many people say that all the time, but just to truly reflect on what is the most mean, meaningful things for you? And, and uh, I sat down and I made a list of what I want out of a job and what I don't want out of a job. That's so smart. And, yeah. And practical. Well, and we were talking about yeah. it, one of the things that, um, you know, I'm doing right now in this down, down period, along with the wonderful wake up wine that I'm so excited about is uh, pursuing my, oh, I'm excited about it too. Girl. I know, right. It's going to be big. Um, but I started studying for my real estate license and there's so much growth and development in my area right now. that it just made a logical choice for me, but it took me a couple weeks to get through to the idea that this was an acceptable thing for me. And the only thing, when I started making the list and I looked at everything, like, what is holding me back from this? Why do I have this weird feeling in my chest about it? It was literally, Christy, like, it was, I was more concerned about what everybody else would think of the move in our industry than yeah. I was concerned about the benefit that it was going to give to me. And once yeah. I let that go, like, the whole world opened up to me. And yeah. um, it was really a revelation um, and it gave me a sense of calm and especially, you know, now with everything up in the air and we don't know what's going to happen next, but it, it did give me a sense of calm and it just, I don't know, makes me happy. You know, I think that everybody can relate to that because yes, absolutely. There's that fear of being accepted or being judged mm -hmm. for the choices you make, but also knowing where you were in your career and making the conscious decision to do a departure, knowing that people may not understand it, 
and still pursuing your thought mm-hmm. process. I think a lot of people can relate to that because I certainly can. Like I've made decisions and departures at times where I'm like, I've second guessed myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I feel like the decision wasn't right, but it's because I feel like, what are people going to think? How is this going to affect other people's perception of me? But you and I both know as strong, empowered women that are leading change in our business, we can't speak to others to not allow that to affect your decision process if we're not willing to do it for ourselves. Well, and then... And so we have to stay. Yeah. And then after I made that decision, then you, you reached out to me with this wonderful wake up wine thing. It was like a surprise day. Hey, I'm in town. Come look at this. And, you know, it never occurred to me to think about getting into this side of the business um, with the decanter Mm -hmm. and the the technology side of it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was talking to somebody else too about the the wake up wine thing just to get some thoughts and advice and um george miliotis um i think everybody knows him Mm -hmm. i don't know him personally i've heard of him and i've always heard wonderful things about him but this person i was speaking with said that you know george is very like technology is the next wave in the industry Mm -hmm. and it absolutely is look at bartender right right? exactly so you know through that whole process of like I was just kind of in a funk and I didn't know what I wanted to do and then I let everything go and then you know almost finished with my real estate licensing and then and then you popped in with wake up wine and that's you know it's it's more than just having a positive attitude it's just allowing yourself to let the universe let things in for you you know well Yeah. And I had been rocking my brain. I was like, she's so talented. I can't afford her to like join my company in, in the sense of where Mm -hmm. I was doing business. And then wake up wine came up and I was like, I I just have to see, I'll never know unless I ask. And this is something I've learned. Like you get 0% of what you don't ask Mm -hmm. for kind of thing. Um, But I was like, you know, this is someone that I really admire and respect in our business. This is someone that I know knows her shit way better than I know mine. And if she sees what I see in this, I know I've made the right decision and, you know, becoming the North American Mm -hmm. wholesaler for this product. And with your experience, enjoying it firsthand, and you were like, Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. I was like, okay, now I've found a way to help a friend and colleague. I've found a way to validate my own thoughts because we're always searching for validation on what we say, mm-hmm. of course. And I'm like, this is perfect because I thought it was fantastic. And obviously I told you that and I'm like, but you don't, please don't believe right. what I'm saying. Like try it. Just don't trust me because I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a Cicerone. I am none of the things that you are. I am, you know, like the pilot of a five-year-old, I tell myself all oh the my time. Gosh. So I was like, really, really like, well, I know. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And my sense of taste is just not where it <laughs> could be. Yeah. Well, but I also haven't. I mean, yeah. I taste. That's yeah. another What story. I tasted was remarkable. So, I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do good yeah. things. 
Oh no, I think we're gonna change mm, the world well. together. We're gonna make everybody's wine better. It's <laughs> awesome. And you're a member of the witty group. So there's like another person with this amazing network mm-hmm. and outreach. I mean, I wanna change the world not just from how people drink and enjoy their wine or spirit or coffee or whatever they're putting in wake up wine. But I want to change the world, obviously through the witty group. And with you being a part of that, I feel like every person that joins us has a bigger, Mm -hmm. better voice. And you're one of those people. And so I'm very obviously appreciative of that, but I'm, I'm just, I'm always in awe of you. Like, I think you have an amazing ability to bounce forward from your setbacks and we all have setbacks and I've had my Mm -hmm. share too and your ability to bounce forward with leaps and bounds is just impressive you're beyond the the whole cat that never doesn't land on its feet (laughs) you're better than that it's it's impressive to me I just like saying (laughs) um I, I, I'm obviously I'm, I'm very complimentary. <laughs> when compliments need to be given, I give them freely. Obviously, you know this, but I'm also, you know, I'm I'm very free with the uh, not so complimentary speech as right. well. I just have no filter. That's why I love so you. So I wonder. Um, I know that's why I love you too. You also don't no. have much of a filter, and if your voice doesn't say it, your face does, and that's Leaky what I admire syndrome, too. Yes. Is because I've always. <laughs> No, it's not even that. It's that yeah, you I have know. no poker face, girl. <laughs> like I've I've sat and I sat across from you and pitched you ideas and you're like, yeah, and you're trying to be nice, but I can see in her face that it's like a hell no. And I love that because your face tells me all I need to know. So I'm wondering with because that can also work against you sometimes, as I know as well. But do you have any regrets or um, things that you've learned from mistakes that you've made where you're like, yeah, uh, I definitely yeah, can do well, that again. Sure that we all do. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't like to hold on to stuff like that. And I don't like to have regrets yeah. because anything that happens is just part of what you're made of. And it's part of what makes yeah. you, you, you know, yeah. um, I don't think I have any like real like oh my god I can't believe I just did that let me crawl into a dark hole I mean I'm sure there's some but I just don't I mean I'm sure there's several <laughs> I'm back to my college days yeah my oh ten, we all my have several 20s, mistakes yeah that, you know <laughs> <laughs> that was just a bad decision but I, I think we to just walk right into it and own it girl exactly yeah no regrets yeah but that's, and that's beautiful because I always ask that question and I usually get the same answer where, yeah, I've made mistakes, but are there things that I can say I regret now? Not necessarily, because if I hadn't made those mistakes and learned what I needed to learn from them, right. I wouldn't be where I am now. And whether you're in a great space or a bad space, you're sure. still in a new space. And that's always like if you're always moving forward and looking forward, there's no point in looking back except to mm-hmm. see the path you've traveled to validate where you're standing. So I, I love that. Um, so I want to know, like, 
and this is a question I would love for you to answer for me personally, because I always found you to be such an enigma. Like, I was like, I honestly, and you can ask Kukowski <laughs> about this, too. She'll tell you. I'm like, I think Sarah hates me. I think she oh thinks I'm an idiot. I'm like, I get the face. all In every meeting, I get the face. And I'm like, I'm missing the mark. I'm doing something wrong. I'm saying something stupid or I'm acting too casual or whatever it is because your face always told me that I was in the wrong place and so I want to know is what would you want the listening audience to know about you oh to know about me um well I do have a leaky face I I have no poker face and I can make (laughs) you know I tend to make like decisions quickly Um, so when, you know, people Mm -hmm. come and present stuff to me, you know, I I do exactly what you were saying, like, just kind of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know about that. Or, you know, like, oh God, no. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Um, but I think that from an industry perspective, I would want everybody to know. And I hope that everybody knows that I always respect everything that they do. Um, and, you know, especially when like winemakers would take time out to come and see me out of their schedules, you know, I was always like, really, yeah. like, wow, this is That's huge. Feel really good. You know, you're making me feel really good. You take the time to do this. Um, but, you know, I know some of those situations in buying and selling can be a little tense and tenuous and, and things like that. And I think just and even not just about me but with with everybody just you know just to keep in mind that there's sometimes some factors behind that person that are pushing that you know um and yeah like they're having to tow the company line that you don't necessarily want to do and you don't really feel good about but if you don't do them you'll lose your job you know um so yeah, yeah that's that's I think I, I think I would do that a lot because we had, mm-hmm. we had the things we had to do. Right. And I would always go into the meeting where I was like, I have mm-hmm. to show you this. This is my job. I know it's not a fit for you. So we're going to say I showed you this and then I'm going to scroll. That's scroll, what I always scroll, appreciated about your presentations too. <laughs> and anybody oh. that does that, it's fantastic <laughs> because like, Thank I don't you. Wanna, like some people have, enormous portfolios you know and I, I can't like look at all of it all the time and but yeah it's so so it's two-way street no, but no no I just and I had a very small one but I was always very acutely aware that if I wasn't adding mm-hmm. value I was wasting time and I think the greatest thing of talking to an operator buyer purchasing agent is wasting their time because it shows mm. an inherent lack of respect for their needs because you're immediately putting yourself sure. above them. And that's not the way to build a credible and trusting relationship, which at the end of the day, that that's always yeah. the baseline. Like if you don't I, have that, you're not from a forward, from a salesperson perspective too, there's a fine balance in it. Like I don't want you to just email me every yeah. quarter just to check a box on your to-do list you know I mean there's got to be a balance there between the two I guess yeah Mm -hmm. it just has to be mutually beneficial 
And that was my challenge because I had such a unique portfolio for so many years where everybody sold one particular item, but they didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have a need for the others. And my, and it was, it was a challenge, but I, I loved the challenge because I was right. like, you know, this forces me to be creative. This forces me to do my research and come to the table with this may not work. That's okay. Here's what I thought right. of for how it may serve your needs. But eh, most times it wasn't, it was just me doing my effort, you know, cause we all have to do that. But at the same time, I was more concerned with what made sense for the person on the other side of the table, because if mm-hmm. it didn't make sense for them, it was exactly. never going to make sense for me, period. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the fun, beautiful, unique challenge that we all face. It's just, and, and some people do it really, really well. And we know who those people mm-hmm. are. They do it exceptionally well. It's important to you because you're so invested and you're not only invested in your needs, but you're invested in making it work on both sides of the partnership, right? Well, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's exactly that partnership, right? So we need to be working together um, to hit the same goals. I mean, as a sales rep, you have goals that you have to hit as a buyer, I have goals that I have to hit. We've both got bosses that are, you know, trying to get us to do, and those, those things might merge together and work nicely, or those Mm -hmm. two things might, you know, be at odds with each other. And so having that relationship um, and being vested in both sides of the aisle basically are really, it's really important, you know, I mean, if you're just going to come in and, and show me stuff that's just in your vested interest or just what your boss is making you show me, it's really yeah. just a waste of both of our times, right? And and I absolutely. Wanna, yeah. And I want to be as mindful about your time as you guys are about my time. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It definitely goes both ways. And being on, on the agency side of the table now where I'm kind of like a liaison of sorts between the two parties, I know exactly what my client side needs and I know exactly what the supplier side needs. And I'm trying to match those two things mm-hmm. without telling somebody, hey, that's just not a fit. But sometimes right. those conversations have to be had. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come back after we've spent months developing a program and come back and they're like, you didn't do this. Why didn't you do this? <laughs> like, because that wasn't in line with their demographic and their strategy. They're like, this is our number one priority this year. And I'm like, I'm very sorry, I but your know. number one priority may not necessarily work. Yeah. Well, and therefore- oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, therefore it's kind of a waste. It is. is. Well, I think a great example was um, a few years ago when everybody was like bourbon, 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 you know, everybody's got to have bourbon Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just becoming so popular. And that may well be. But when you're talking to a buyer at Chili's, you know, I can test it 10 different ways. And every time I test it, it's going to show me that bourbon isn't a fit for Chili's. You know, it's a tequila place, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you just got to make sure that it, everything's compatible and cohesive. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're reaching the same goals. Like, I might not be able to help you out with your new bourbon this year, but, you know, I can certainly help you out with some tequila or some rum or something yeah. like that. And <clears throat> something that's in line. Yeah. And it, it might not be your main priority, but I'm not going to try and, you know, put if I put 
burning into chili is it would be just because, right? Just because it's not going to sell. It's not going to do either of yeah. good. Um, and then when I have to, you know, end the test or take it out of the, the restaurants, then you and your boss are both going to be mad at me. So, <laughs> and we definitely don't need that. That does no, nothing for no. the long term stability of the relationship. And it's... that's that's what it always comes down to. And to your point, as a consumer, I'm not going to go to Chili's expecting to find a variety of bourbon based cocktails. I'm going there because I know that Chili's is all about margaritas and I'll have plenty of options there. Right. I don't know if you know this, but my first legal purchase drink when I turned on my 21st birthday was the El Presidente at Chili's. I walked around the corner from my apartment, met my mom and my sister for lunch and I had my first legal margarita. Oh my goodness. In the 90s, you went to Chili's for the margaritas and that hasn't changed. No, it really hasn't changed at all. Um, That is so funny. It's so, so everybody seems to have a tie to Chili's in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Well, one of my friends is actually a GM of, of one of the locations out in Arizona. And it's hilarious. The stories that he can come up with are just like, oh, my God, what GMs uh, have to go through. Oh, gives, yeah. It <laughs> gives oh, me man. that insight. And they're hilarious. And I know it's because he's hilarious, but his delivery makes it. But the stories are wild. So oh, sure, sure. It sure, gives sure. you a new appreciation. <laughs> well, and what I've been finding interesting, too, is with this uh the COVID and the coronavirus things going on, that Industry United Facebook page mm-hmm. is so amazing to just hear. Because I know they're all younger and, you know, they're servers, bartenders, managers, um, just going through this whole, like, all the restaurants are shut down. But some of the stuff that's posted on there is really humorous and, like, you know, like, like they miss. I think somebody said yeah. the other day, like, I really miss somebody asking me if a lettuce wrap is gluten free. Yes. <laughs> I know. I scroll through that page and I just laugh. They have such a great sense of humor about this. And I know that they're scared and they're struggling. And especially yeah. for the restaurant owners where they're like, I've had to lay off people and I've had to figure out how to keep my restaurant somewhat operating just so that I don't lose my business entirely. Right. So I have something for people to come back to. And that I can't imagine what that's like for them. No, my gosh. No, I can't. I can't either. No. And I've been figuring out ways to donate to every possible foundation out there that's helping because I'm like, I'm seeing these million dollar donations and I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, I have to figure out how I can be a part of something like that. I need to do something. I can't just sit here and watch. Right. I'm not a I'm not a billion dollar business. I'm not even a multi million dollar business, you know? <laughs> I'm really small. So no, like, but what well, you are doing is is and I've seen on, on your social media pages is the great American takeout. You know, and just go get takeout from from your favorite restaurants and help support them. And I love I think, you know, we were talking about how long this is gonna last and if it lasts an extended period of time, that we're really gonna have to rethink what the restaurant industry looks like. And I'm loving seeing all of these super creative people. Um, Jessica Norris over at Whiskey Cake um, put together that package of eggs, steak, toilet paper, you know, stuff like that, that that people can just take to go and and cook themselves at home, Um, which I think is just awesome. It's really cool. And now you can buy, you know, 
a bottle, a bottle of bourbon, right? Yeah. And have it delivered to your house with, uh, with your food. And even like um, Morton's is doing half off of wa- all their wines, anything under $400. Whoa. Well. Yeah. I know. Go stock your cellar, right? That's got, huge. Yeah. Yeah. They've got definitely some really good inventory sitting there. And they might yeah, they even do. have some like nicely aged stuff too that you could take a look at. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. They do. They have an excellent wine program. You know, that you, you had a hand in that, of course. But yeah. Tyler's also a genius and I love the guy. Um, that's really cool though. And I, I do love that. There's so much positive news coming out. And I've been really figuring out, um, since I can't spend my time on the traditional projects, I've been really working on figuring out different ways to highlight all the positive messages that we're seeing. Because mm-hmm. out of tragedy and crisis comes humanity. Mm-hmm. And I love that goodwill is the new currency. Right. Yes. That's a it's great right. way to say that. I love that. Goodwill is the new currency. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, But I hope it stays this way. I hope that when we start to see the other side of this, that humanity remains in place. People are being more respectful and understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. We've been missing that as a society for too long. Oh, we've been just so self-absorbed. I know. Right. You know, it's all about me. What do I need? Um, yeah. But, you know, I even see in my community, um, on our, our community Facebook pages, you know, people are pulling together and saying, and, and telling people, if you're elderly and your immune system is compromised, I will go to the store for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, so it's just, it's, it's heartwarming. Yeah. It is. And I've been telling people that too, like <clears throat> expand your delivery zone, you know, right. turn your servers into delivery drivers and expand the zone. So delivery is free for ages 60 and over mm-hmm. or immunocompromised. Right. And it's an honor system, but mm-hmm. It's a great way to just deal in the aspect of what's best for other people, what's best for our society as a whole. And you're managing to keep your doors open and have a place for your employees to come back to. Right. Yeah, that's so important. I know. And I've never enjoyed having idle hands. That doesn't work for me. We all know that. (laughs) And all of us in this business are like that. Like we do this because you're constantly running. Right. And this is our nature, mm-hmm. like people that are drawn to this industry for their for their living. Like that's a that's a very similar personality thread that's there. But oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to coming through this. Uh, I know Me you too. are as well. I know <laughs> yeah. that everybody is. I don't think I think everybody's kind of over it. But we're doing it. Right. We're just but we're reaching a place where it's less of a shock and it's we're getting kind of more comfortable and it's normalizing a little bit and we're realizing okay it's not just about me it wasn't initially everybody was like what am I going to do it's what we are going to do right all right right, right. so the dialogue is changing yeah um and that's a good thing always going to have the toilet paper hoarders for sure (laughs) you know those people are unfortunately are not going to go away but um hopefully there'll be fewer (laughs) Yeah, well, there. Did you see the joke? Somebody said uh, in like 2053, John walks into the bathroom and uses the last roll of toilet paper from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that one's really good too. All right, yeah, then. yes. It's all it's all about the humor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, you gotta laugh. 
you have to laugh because what else are you gonna do sit there and cry Mm-mm. like that doesn't help anybody that doesn't get us anywhere well I so like to think of it as you have two choices you can be happy or you can be miserable and that is a personal choice that you have to make you know yeah. i choose happy that's all it, it's really that easy mm. it really is i know yeah we all have problems let's choose happy <laughs> yeah exactly i always tell my boys kindness is free Right. It costs you nothing to just be kind mm-hmm. to other people. So just keep that in mind. If you lead with that, you you will make far fewer mistakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, that's what we tell each other. Um, so I wanted to, uh, before we end, I wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity to tell people how they can reach you if they want to learn more about you, get in touch with you for Wake Up Wine, uh-huh. um, maybe have you on their podcast, whatever it is. How do you want people to reach you? So you can reach me at uh, Sarah, S-A-R-A, no H, at cjlconsults.com. You can reach me uh, by text message. Text message is best um, if you're going to use my phone number, which is 214-901-2813. And all of my social media stuff, well, I'm, I'm not that into it, but like my Facebook and Instagram are um, Sommelier Sarah. Okay, perfect. I'm going to put links to all of that in your bio as well. Great. And thank you. I really appreciate you joining me and, and just sharing your perspective on the current situation, but also your, the insights into your history. Oh, it's my pleasure. This was fun. It's always nice I to know. talk to you, though. So, I mean, that's a bonus. <laughs> well, thank you. That makes me feel good. I, always, <laughs> I, I, just, I love just learning more about people. And, and you've always been um, one of those people that I've admired so much with oh, what you are able you. to accomplish. Back oh, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I hope you have a great rest of the week. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream. <laughs>